You're listening to the Optimize Investors Real Estate Investing Podcast, simplifying the way that you invest in real estate opportunities. We help investors new or experienced with real tips and strategies to help you close more deals in your real estate investing journey. Without all the salesy hype, without all the gimmicks and guru courses, you've come to the right place to learn. Welcome all the newbies all our seasoned guests who continue to support and tune in each week and grow. So grab a seat, tune in, and let's join on this journey together. Are you ready? Hello, and welcome to episode two of Optimized Investors Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Marco Barnes Jr. And today's episode, we're going to focus on buying real estate with no money out of your pocket or very little money out of your own pocket. In our last podcast, we discussed investing in real estate using OPM, other people's money. But what does that mean? A lot of people talk about that, but no one actually shows you how to do it. Today, we're gonna be talking about my brand new book, No Money, No Problem, No Money Down Real Estate Investing. And we're going to show you ways that you can get money from investors, from other entities that can help you invest in real estate. So grab a pencil and a piece of paper or something to take notes on because you don't want to miss what's going to happen in this episode. Oftentimes, we talk about an opportunity to earn money and amass riches. But what is the opportunity? An opportunity is a demand. And when an opportunity satisfies the needs of people, then that opportunity must be seized. One way used by experts in this field is investing in real estate properties for a low price. And what they're hoping is that that real estate will rise in value and that they'll be able to make maximum gains on that investment. And this can be done a variety of ways. It can be done through renting the real estate, flipping it, or even reselling it. However, this all requires an enormous amount of capital. And there are expenses spanning from the down payment to completing the purchase, even to maintenance of the property. However, I can tell you that to start a real estate business without bringing in a single cent of your own money is very possible. Now to some people, what I'm talking about is gonna seem too good to be true. But there are wise people out there who know how to do this and they do it every single day. And it's called the art of free real estate. So what I'm going to be doing today is talking about the different methods of how we can do this and how it can help you become a veteran about gaining access to other people's money so that you can take advantage of these opportunities each and every time you do a real estate deal. Now, there are many ways to gain access to other people's money. What I'm going to be talking about today is eight different types of ways that you can get access. There's private lending entities. There's hard money lending, online lending platforms, cooperatives and credit unions, bank loans, better known as mortgages, government loan programs, seller financing, and second mortgages. So these are going to be the topics that we're going to be discussing today. In my book, however, there are 15 strategies that you can use 
to gain access to other people's money. So definitely you want to take advantage of that. Now, let's start by talking about the first method, which is private lending entities. This is also known as private money. By far, this is the easiest method to raise money for your real estate deals. Private money or private lending entities are individuals or groups that finance and lend money for real estate deals. You know, they are not related to any type of financial institution or public organization, and mostly they're lending their own money for particular projects that suit their value or portfolio needs that they're looking for. And normally these are people that you know as a borrower, like an, a mother, father, aunt, uncle, good friend, coworker, people like that, but they can also exist through peer-to-peer -peer lending networks. Um, that's why there's websites like Upstart, Peerform, Payoff, Money Match, and FairSent that all belong to this type of lending situation. And the beauty of private money, money individuals is that they do not use credit score or salary as a criteria for lending. So loans can be obtained almost immediately, which also moves you to the front of the line when you're negotiating. They are also very flexible in their terms of interest rate and repayment because they can either become an equity partner or they can just lend you the money and you pay them an interest on it. And most of the loans are paid off very quickly along with interest and that interest normally falls somewhere between 5 and 15%. And these private debts also have low penalties for paying them off early, which all works to your favor as a real estate investor. And something to also understand when you're dealing with private money. Private money is a two-way gamble between the borrower and the person lending the money because the lenders in this case only rely on the trust they have in you and the potential project that's on the line. And since they are placing their own money on the line, you better be sure you've got great communication skills to convince the lender that this is a safe project and a rewarding project. Because if you build a great connection with this type of lender, they will tell others, which will have people lining up to do deals for you, which can sweeten your deal on the next deal that you do, and also the terms on any deal you do going forward. So you definitely want to make sure you treat these people well and make sure you do everything that you say you're going to accomplish so that you can get things done in a timely and efficient manner. The next type of money we're going to be talking about is hard money. Now, I know that there are stories about out there that hard money lenders are some sort of shady monkey business and, you know, there are a lot of loan sharks and other types of people out there. And of course, that's probably comes with the word hard, <laughs> but it really pertains to a different method of lending money. Private money is considered soft money, and they look at the quality of the client's ability to pay, whereas hard money loans are looking for a harder assurance. That is the quality of the property that will be taken as collateral. These lenders appraise the value of the property then lend the borrower a portion of that value. Um, the lender is also entitled to request a foreclosure in case of defaulted payments. So 
hard money loans are a little more inflexible compared to private money or soft loans and come with a much higher interest rate. I mean, that rate can range anywhere from 8 to 20%. And these loans are normally used for short-term debts. So most of them are paid off within 36 months, but there are some pricey penalties if you make late payments because, again, the cost of that money can be expensive to do a particular deal. But, you know, hard money has its advantages. I mean, there's no bureaucratic red tape. They do not check the ability to pay. There's no initial payment. And there's many lenders that will lend nationwide. So it does open up a lot of doors for you. Now, there are some drawbacks. And you have to take those into consideration depending on your deal and your particular situation. But don't discount hard money because it can be a very valuable asset to use on a particular deal that you're doing. Let's look at another option. Did you know that in today's highly technological society, funding your real estate business can be a few taps away? In the age of our advancement, online lending platforms are on the rise. They provide convenient ways for you to get funds whenever and wherever you need it. And some of these are non-bank financial institutions that offer a wide variety of loans, including loans for real estate. Some of the prominent ones are like Home Credit, Cash Mart, Avant, Easy Cash, Finzi, and that's just to name a few. Different platforms have different criteria used in evaluating future clients. They also have different tailored plans for your clients' needs and interest and repayment time. So usual interest rates are between 1.5% to 15%, while the installments are either 3 months, 6 months, 12 months, 18 months, 24 months, or 36 months. And there are even some websites that even offer zero interest deals. The convenience is the best attribute of this method. You can go online, hassle-free, don't have to give a lot of information normally. They run your credit report. Boom. They give you the loan. Penalties are minimal. And a lot of times collateral is not required because these entities want your business. Now, don't think that online lending are not formal institutions supervised under the law because they are and therefore they are some typical bureaucratic processes that you have to be aware of however many of these applications and websites are committed to reducing the requirements and waiting time to get money so you know you can use this for a lot of different things i mean they're highly flexible zero to low interest rates no initial payment they're collateral free most of the time. There's a longer amortization period. You can get them for longer periods of time. It's a cashless transaction and many options are being able to be utilized nationwide, which means again, you have access to quick cash when you need it. Another way to fund your real estate business is to consider using cooperatives and credit unions, uh, not only for your portfolio, but also for income diversification because you can generate an income given by the cooperative while engaging in real estate business. Cooperatives and credit unions are non-for-profit groups formed by people with common denominators. For instance, people who work at Boeing Aircraft, there's a Boeing credit union. Uh, people who work at the electric electrical company in your local area, you know, they may have their own credit union. Usually these are composed of relatives, neighbors, colleagues, 
people with the same nature of work or the same income range. As a not-for-profit organization, their main aim is to help every member. That is the reason these unions require different types of regulatory contributions to grow their trust fund, usually given every month. So for starters, in joining these groups, initial contributions are worthwhile investments since followers can earn a monthly passive income. And even though they do not intend to gain profits, a minimum surplus is still needed for them to run continuously. That's why most cooperatives and credit unions offer loans to their members. Loan packages handed to their customers are usually limited, but offers better and more flexible terms than other financial institutions. Since again, their goal is to help their members. The interest and repayment period depend on their approved rules, but rates normally don't go beyond 10%. So this can be an excellent way to gain trust and support from members of credit unions and cooperatives that might help you further your financing in the future and get better terms on your real estate. And also, you know, people don't realize that the benefits of having credit unions and cooperatives is it gives you an alternative to the bank. Banks are not the only places that you can get a mortgage and are not the only place that offer competitive rates of which you can take advantage of. So again, keep this in your arsenal. Cooperatives and credit unions are a great source for financing your real estate deals. Okay, so now we've talked about the first four, but let's talk about the elephant in the room, banking institutions. Now, banks are formal financial institutions that are closely monitored by the government. Some of the largest and popular banks in the world include JP Morgan Chase, Wells Fargo, HSBC, Bank of America. There's many, many banks out there that are regulated, and they have to be. Being a formal and for-profit business, they are the epitome of how red tape and selective criteria works. They want to assure that they will not only gain profits and never incur losses, that's why banks are extremely careful and cautious about clients. Even checking the client's ability to pay and their identities and background are investigated. Uh, there's even a quote about bankers that were attributed to the author Philip Giardet that reportedly stated that a banker is a man who will gladly lend you a parasol when the sun shines, but who pitilessly refuses you an umbrella when it rains. <laughs> because these are highly secure terms, the range of mortgage interest is extensive. It can range from 2.5% all the way up to 36%, depending mostly on the length of the repayment period on the bank and the criteria that they use. However, watch out for high penalties. To address this, some traditional banks are expanding their platform using apps and websites to satisfy the customer's need to maintain accessibility and compete with the online bank. But banks is where a lot of people end up going to get their loans because that's who they know and that's what they are used to. And there's nothing wrong with using a bank. You just have to understand the cost of money. And once you understand those things, that will help you in making a decision that's best for you and your real estate project. So don't shy away from banks if they can help you. If you've got great credit, it can be a valuable asset. If you've got lots of collateral, again, it can be a very valuable vehicle to help you get through. A type of loan program that is very rarely talked about 
are government loan programs. Government loans are especially good to use for real estate in rural or underdeveloped areas. And most agencies offer people settling in these areas favorable exchange rates and good financing deals. There are various government institutions committed to lending its citizens money that they need to purchase real estate properties in these underdeveloped or rural areas. And these are established under the effect of specific legislation and guidelines that exist in the public and semi-public entity sector. Some of the examples of these loans include the FHA loan, the Federal Housing Administration, VA benefits, so the Veterans Loan Program, the Rural Loan Program, the First Home Loan Deposit Program. So there are many entities out there that are available to lend money. Since they are government-affiliated loans, they are usually created to help their citizens. And therefore, these loans and these organizations are certified legal with zero to minimal interest, initial payments, and penalties. Now, however, there is also some red tape that goes along with the screening and the borrowing process. But again, depending on your situation, this may be a valuable source of information. So what we're talking about here is the USDA loans and different other entities that are available to help you do loans in rural and underdeveloped areas. So let's not leave this type of money on the table if it's something that can help you do a great deal. You want to borrow money? The best way to borrow money is to do that without the middleman, which is the bank. And how is that done? With seller or owner financing. So instead of passing through banks or other formal financial institutions for getting funds, the seller hands out a loan to the borrower with his own property as collateral. Then this might be used for buying the property or doing house flipping. To think of it in simple terms, the seller gives the buyer the money needed to buy or improve the property and will be repaid by the buyer or borrower with interest. So these are also called will carry notes because the seller and the buyer sign a sort of promissory note that lists the interest rates, amortization, and consequences of default. Now, speaking of interest, these offer a little bit higher interest rates, around 2 to 4% greater than what bank mortgages would be. But this is a good way to consider buying real estate that will eventually allow you to purchase and own the property without having to go through a middleman. And it offers an alternative for people who cannot afford conventional loans, which means if you can't go to the bank and qualify, the seller may be your best option. A lot of people use this to finance real estate especially when you're doing multifamily properties or multiple unit properties. So this is a very good way to finance your real estate with no money out of your own pocket. Again, seller financing is key and can help you go a long way in doing a lot of real estate deals. The last method that we're going to be discussing today is second mortgages. Some are also known as home equity lines of credit. This action actually offers you the option to spend and pay whenever it's needed. So it's a better use of your long-term real estate assets. If you're sure about the venture that you're about to do, having two loans on a property isn't a bad thing. Second mortgages are also called second options or subordinate loans. And these are debt that are hinged on the remaining equity of a property after the initial mortgage. So let's say for instance, you have a property that's valued at 100,000 and you've paid it down to 50,000. 
you can take out a second mortgage for 25000 and tap into some of that equity that you have, and you'll have two mortgages on your property totaling $75,000. So it's a good way to get access to your equity, and as a line of credit, that means you can use it and replace it as often as needed. So therefore, the risk is mineralized and allowing you to do two different things with your property. The two main examples, as I said before, is that this is a good thing with these mortgages and that they do not rely on credit scores or income and normally will go on your existing equity. Now, again, that depends on who's doing the mortgage for you for the HELOC, but there are a lot of programs out there that can make this valuable. Now, believe it or not, second mortgages is a huge gamble for the lender because the lender who is in second position, if there's a foreclosure, is usually the one who gets left behind. So normally there's gonna be a little bit higher interest charge on that second loan. But again, that fluctuates between two and 10%, depending on the payback time, any penalties that also exist, but those can also be favorable as well. And these are just some of the aspects and tools used to use OPM, other people's money, to pay for your real estate deals. In my new book, no money, no problem. No money down real estate investing definitely takes advantage of showing you all the avenues, the pros and cons of each to help you solve this problem of using other people's money and getting your real estate done. To get your copy of my new book, please go to optimizedinvestors.com and click on our store link or you can go to marbarbooks.com directly. That's marbarbooks.com directly. M-A-R-B-A-R-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And check out all our available books and products available. This has been Optimized Investors. I'm your host, Marco Bond Jr. And again, we want to thank you for tuning in and continue to support us as we continue to break down all the doors and barriers and helping you understand how to do real estate at its best. Take care and see you next week.